0: Today's guest is Amy Pomar. Amy had a shared near-death experience during her mother's passing, and today we'll learn all about what happened. Amy, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, and I am so glad to be here talking with you about this. Um, I uh, am anxious to, uh, to discuss near-death or shared near-death experiences. I think that it's something that a lot of people have. Um, but they overlook it, um, a a lot of times and, um, it's a way for you to have comfort and, and to have, have, um, um, the knowledge and the trust and the hope and the faith, um, that your loved one has actually gone to where, um, you hope they go, which Mm -hmm. would be in, into heaven or in, into wherever, uh, whatever place it is that, that heaven is or, or, whatever you want to call it would be for your loved one. Right. So,
0: I think you are my second shared near death experience. So this should be an interesting podcast.
1: Awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you've already had one guest. I know that there's more of us out there. Mm-hmm. There's tons of us out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and together we make a, a really interesting group of people, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, so my, my uh, shared death experience, um, happened with my mother in 2007 um, she uh, she passed away right over around Christmas time and um, during that time I had three days in in which I had um, different experiences happen um, that validated that mom was indeed um, going into um, going home and um so as as i um as i experienced these things and then afterwards as i started to contemplate what i experienced um, i've had so many different insights and so many different opportunities um to have messages and to meet people and to really come to a good understanding here um, of of having hope and faith and, and carrying that and, and, and trusting, um, that there's more out there. So I'm an only child In um, I was born in 1968, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, my mother was from a small town in Wisconsin, Adam's friendship. And my father also was from Wisconsin, was it from Janesville? And, and, uh, they were married for about 10 years. Mom was 33 when she had me. um, she um we spent a lot of time with her grandparents with her parents in Wisconsin and and um one of the things that that uh would happen is that mom would bring me up to Wisconsin and I'd stay for a month or so. Now being an older parent now and having younger children, my mom was so lucky to be able to dump me off on her parents for a whole month in the summertime so she could go have fun. Anyway to me. Um, so that was amazing. And and we would go and do fun things. And, and one time, um, I think I was about four, I was there and, uh, uh, we had a new puppy and I was out back with my grandma's, um, uh, in rural Wisconsin, in her backyard. And I saw this native American guy kind of walking by and, and, in the woods and, and there were a lot of, um, you know, there was a reservation not too far from there. So it really wasn't outside the scope of possibility. Um, but he was hunting and he had a bow and arrow and he didn't look like it was 1972. Um, he looked like it was 1872, maybe. And and so I gathered a dog and I ran um, behind the burn barrel for a while and hid. And I went to go see my grandma and she just thought I was full of it. Um, she, I love Native American anything. And, and uh, she just thought I was imagining it. Um, I had another experience when my grandfather died also at my grandmother's house. Uh, I was nine and um, my mother was an only child. So when her dad died unexpectedly, it was very traumatic for her, of course. And we raised from Indianapolis up to Wisconsin. And and uh, I was nine. It was 1976. And I remember they put me in bed that night and let me sleep with my, in my grandma's room. And I put me in bed with my um uh, grandfather's side, and the door was right here, and, uh, you know, I was, I was asleep, I was awake, I don't know, grandpa came, he said, take care of your mom and your grandmother, I said, yes, sir, and the light was behind him, and, and that was it, so we're going to fast forward now um, to um, uh, 1985, and mom has a stroke um, in 1985 that left her disabled um, for the rest of her life, she was 47 years old. And, um, she, uh, she lived till she was 72 and, um, uh, lived alone. How that woman made it through things. I don't know. It was way before Instacart it was way before Amazon. She had to depend on me to come and do groceries. And I was always late. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it, you know, she had a very, full life with friends but it was also very difficult um you know in a wheelchair one-handed and and so um in 2007 she started having a pneumonia which led to strokes which led us to hospice care and um so it's now Christmas time and uh mom is in hospice and uh you know I get a call saying something has changed and to come and so I I call it the resurrection period. It was about a three day period. And, and, uh, one of the things that, um, that, uh, that happened of course, was that she became, that she couldn't speak and, um, and became, you know, it was very, um, she would react with, with moans or she, you know, she was, she was not, it was uncomfortable and, and, uh, she always had back problems. So I remember crawling in bed with her one night um, during this first three day period. And, and she was tracking something up on the ceiling and I kept looking and, and just, you know, it was hospice. The lights were dim. Um, there was no bright lights, but yet there was this one pinpoint light that was right in the center of the, of the ceiling and between the ceiling, the seam of the ceiling. And I kept watching it because she was watching it. And uh, um, it just, it was just, Different and and she would kind of breathe out and when she breathed out the the light would kind of come in a little bit and then when she breathed in it would go back out and I thought that was strange too um, it was just it didn't make sense that was that the the rhythm of it so I um, so I had a uh, uh, kind of fallen asleep um, and I you know I knew. Well, I was laying there that this was the light of God and, and that they were watching out for mom and, and, and I kept getting these things, but I didn't know if I was just lucid dreaming or if I was asleep or awake. And the nurse came in and I popped out of bed really quick. I, I was kind of embarrassed that I was laying there and was really disoriented and I didn't know what was going on. Um, but, uh, it was a very significant viewpoint, um, Later, interesting enough, my dad also um, was in the hospital. He also mentioned seeing this light on the crack of the ceiling. Um, didn't put two and two together until years later. But. So it's day one. Um, day two, she uh, she woke up. And um, we all benefit from hearing our loved ones come back. And And she took a breath and she goes, oh, Amy. It is the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my gosh, I'm home. I'm home. I'm, I'm home. And uh, I'm like, wow. All right. So uh, she's home. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, home. I didn't think. Home with God. I just thought home in Wisconsin. So I started asking her. I'm like, well, are you in front of your house? I could see it plain as day. And she said, Yes, I am. And I said, Well, what are you waiting for? Go inside. And uh so and and she goes, Oh, mother, oh father or daddy. And 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 then she named some other relatives that were at the table and I could see them. Um, and I I did not know them by face because I they were people that passed on before I was born um but i knew my grandfather and i knew my grandmother and they were there and uh so i knew she was in good hands and um and she uh uh said a little poem about um eating pie with cheese um because she's from wisconsin and you eat cheddar cheese on top of your pie and um so she said a poem that grandpa i don't remember it i wish i did um had said about pie um, and i and I thought well let's just see and I asked her grandma her you know when I was little I saw an Indian and and she said that's the one who walks between walks between worlds and you weren't supposed to see him or something like that and and I just was flabbergasted um, and and then um um I'm sorry nope sorry I have a 12 year old just popped his head in um and then uh, i said okay well that was indian let's see about grandpa and be so i i i saw grandpa in my mind and before i could say anything she said uh yes grandpa says thank you very much you did a great job and and i had never told her about grandpa because she loved him so much she was his only child and 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 it just she cried every single time you you would mention him and and then after her stroke she would still cry even more and so i never ever told her about that so i knew when she said grandpa said thank you that that she was in heaven and and i realized at the time that i'm listening to um to a um a having a heavenly voice through a filtered body here on earth and and um you know i'm i'm like she's up there with all of them and 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 i could see them and i knew it and i without a doubt i thought i was just imagining things so the last day um when that was christmas um it was a nice gift too um but the next day um day after christmas was her final day and uh we went and we sat and um um, uh, sat by her bed, and and I was with her for most of the day, and she labored uh, as she was, you know, coming coming close. And my husband came, and he was there on the other side of the room, and the, I was on I was on this side of the bed, and the other side there was the hospice nurse. And there was a few times that you know the the breath had almost stopped, and you know the the dress rattle and and everything else, and. And, um, I was very close to her and physically. And, um, I knew that the breath was important. And I knew that, um, it was, um, sorry. <laughs> the breath was important. And I knew that it, um, it would, um, help her if she could mimic my breath. So. So as she's laboring and she's she's trying to blow this air out, um, I'm, I'm very close to her face and I'm breathing with her and she takes one breath and she takes a deep breath and then she, she blows it out and it, it, it's right here and it felt like dry ice on my spine and everything went black and I couldn't catch my breath. It just, time stopped when i woke up from that um i breathed out she had one more breath and that and and that was it um but the nurse that was across the bed before this happened and my husband he was in the corner before this happened now were in back of me and beside me um when i woke up from this experience and so i i knew that something had happened physically um and and then in addition to that after I was so inappropriate with my feelings of joy um, that mom had gone to heaven. You know, it's, it's, you're in the middle of hospice and I couldn't contain the, the joy um, that she was not in this broken body anymore. And, and um, it, it, we stayed until I saw her leave with the, you know, to go to the funeral home, but it was, um, it was profound. And it started me seeking and, um, you know, things kind of calmed down. My husband's father died about um, six months later. Um, so both of us had a lot of loss in a short amount of time. Um, and, uh, then at age 40, I got pregnant with my second child. And, um, so, so now we're, <laughs> we've lost our parents. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's the whole life is different. And, when life started to settle down, um, my, my new baby, he was, um, a little different. He, um, uh, was very empathic. He was, he would do things that were a little different, um, that other babies would, um, like, uh, laughing at a really young age at an appropriate funny thing. Um, and, and just, just kind of kept me seeking. And, and I started, um, uh, ancient aliens has started coming on. And, and, uh, I would start knowing things. They would start talking about something. I'd be like, Oh, well, it's because the earth did this, this, and this. And, and I had no interest in it or any prior experience or anything in it. And so I would start, uh, start seeking answers and, and, and this whole world just opened up. Um, one of the side effects from having a, a near-death experience that is the same as having a shared near-death experience, and I believe it has everything to do with your electromagnetic field, um, your, your personal body field, um, and uh, passing through the through that field unveils you and passing back down into your body through that electromagnetic field again um, kind of Solidifies it in a in an overlay. I don't I don't know if you know what an overlay is, um, but it's um, the best way I can describe that is uh, when you're looking at a encyclopedia of the human body, and you have the skeletal system, and then you have the endocrine system, and you have all of these different overlays of your body. Um, we also have those uh, spiritually, um, physically, etherically, magnetically um in and, and, and lots of different ways and and then those magnetic fields or electric magnetic fields actually end up kind of compressing together um and uh then they create your aura and that's some people are gifted enough to see that so little things like that would start popping up and, and so this has been going on for quite a while um I have investigated uh, so many different aspects of so many different things um, that it's, it's, I've, I've learned that everything counts that, uh, um, you know, consciousness and messages happen every day, all day long for us. Um, if you were to count the times you would say, funny, you should mention that um, in a week. Funny, you should mention that. You know, those are examples of a of the unity consciousness flow that kind of goes through us all right now, and and helps us carry ideas of of fear or love or oneness or individuality, and um, and that kind of flows all the way through us, and um, it's it's using um, universal law principles like law of attraction and law of um, um. Oh, no, I can't think of any of them right this second. But um, using these different laws to kind of navigate through the energy that uh, surrounds us all day long. Um, you know, God sends us uh, people and messages um, all day long. Uh, it's the funny you should know it things. It's the um, compassion you have for someone that you've never met before. Um, it is the compassion you have for yourself uh, when you're honest with yourself about who you are and why you are and uh, and what you want out of life, good and bad. Um, you have a balance when you can acknowledge both sides of that in your ego and 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 have compassion for yourself and compassion for falling for it and compassion for being angry at somebody and compassion for for loving somebody more than you should and compassion for not loving yourself enough. It's, um, it's uh, an amazing world when you um, balance and, and, and and uh, who you are and, and, and love yourself enough and to have enough faith and hope to move forward in life. Um, and, uh, and we all have that available to us. And as the things get more and more crazy in this world and as we are forced to make more and more decisions about who we are, really what we're doing is stripping away everybody who we are not, you know. And and from there, because our, who we are is just very, very simple, you know, we are a spark of God and uh, uh, we are having this experience in, in all of its different ways, all of its different forms. And, And the key to enlightenment is that self-actualization of of that your soul is worth, 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 worthy, worthy of it all and worthy of the love and worthy of the, of the experience and worthy of the, um, everything that's available to you. Um, Worthy of not taking advantage of all the things that are available to you if that's what you choose to do um free will is something that we have even beyond this world and 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 that's um cuz we're lucky we're conscious beings
0: let's go back to i think it was day 2 mm-hmm. day 2 or day 3 when you started seeing your grandparents and you i think you said you saw them sitting at a table mm mm-hmm. w- was there a table in the room and you saw them
1: you know i don't know uh, yeah i I can see them in my mind's eye now. But there were people at the at, at the table that I didn't recognize by sight. Mm. So they were, there were people I did not know. There were people that my mother knew, but I did not know. Right. And, and, you know, it, it might, I, it might've been her grandparents or I, you know, I don't know. So, so I, I don't, I don't think I think I was more there than in my mind's eye um, because I don't recognize those people. I think what makes I, sense.
0: I think what I'm trying to ask is: Do you felt like you were you entered another dimension and you were conscious and all of a sudden you were in this other place seeing people at a table, or was there like a table in the room and all of a sudden these no, people no. were there? Oh like oh plus. oh oh
1: no 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 no! I was in a hospice room. Mm-hmm um with no 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 it was it was my grandmother's dining room um in her house in wisconsin
0: Oh, okay so you went all of a sudden you just like transported from that hospice room into your grandmother's dining room
1: from from the hospice room it was more like i was seeing it through my mother's eyes
0: okay okay
1: so i i so I wasn't, I couldn't turn and see her. Mm-hmm. I just saw what she was seeing.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That clears it up. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah and, and, and it was from the very front of the house from the street view, um, you know, of like, I'm back home to into the room um, that, uh, uh, that is the dining room. And it, after she died, um the, the the town that she grew up in was very very small, and so the Roseberries still own the funeral home, and um, the Roseberry daughter bought my grandmother's house. So I was able to go back into the house years later, um, and 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 still be you know and still see there, and and that the house was tiny. Um, you know, it 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 was not the same perspective that I had at all, um, but the it, it felt. And still smelled like um, the house I remember from when I was little. Hmm. So I, I thought that was also interesting because the, the there, just, there was a particular smell, probably potato salad hmm. or cookies or, or something. But yeah, and, and it was still there too. So so I was able to identify where I was, um, even not knowing the, uh-huh. some of the people.
0: All right. So for me, you truly to the word, shared the experience because you were seeing through your mother's eyes. Yeah. And it sounds like to me at the time of her passing, she went into the black void at first because from what I recall, you saying that you went into a space of black, right? Mm -hmm. And then you you kind of came to consciousness Mm -hmm. or something, right? In the black area, did you see any beings or anything, or did you just saw black for a while and then you came back to consciousness?
1: I didn't start seeing. Um, no, I didn't see any beings um, while I was there. Um, I, 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 taking a breath um, was what got me back, um, and I, I. I have gone back to that black void to try and start, you know, uh, because it has a definite feeling to it and a definite smell and a different, you know, for me it does. And, and so I try to go back there. And, and it's been very interesting because it's, it's been the, my friends who are Native American that have helped me most with building out of that black void. Um, and uh, uh, the advice that I got was you start with red. Uh, you start building with red because red can be seen um in in the black void so but i've so i've tried to go back and figure out if if I just got dragged through or if this is something you know to to go back to I haven't mastered it yet
0: now you said it had a it had its own feel and smell to it so what did it feel and smell like
1: um there is um <laughs> there's this water um, that you can that comes from switzerland it's it's you know this is boss water v-o-s-s mm-hmm. and and it's ultra purified and um that is the closest way i can describe the black void it smells completely pure and um uh just devoid of of everything um which is itself is something if that makes sense um it's if cold had a smell, if it was, you know, what is, what is feeling cold outside smell like? You know, it smells like, um, um, you know, it's, it's damp. It can be, uh, it can smell like, um, um, fires. It can smell like, uh, ice, you know? Um, so, so, so devoid of anything that of any expectation, um, and it smells pure. I don't it's kinda of hard. It's so hard. It's it's I'll have to think about that some more. That's an interesting. You ask interesting questions. Hmm.
0: Well, did I think you said you all it also had a certain feeling. So what did it feel like?
1: Like it like being in marshmallow fluff, but not sticky. Hmm. Like um, like um, like it's cushioned, it's 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 Soft. you know, it's not not cold. It's it's like you're being cradled um but without fear of falling hmm. um it, it's 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 enveloping um but not restricting
0: how did this experience change you
1: hmm. so many ways um one of the things that started happening uh, was drawing um i uh started to have to try to explain or want to try to explain uh different concepts to my husband but from ancient aliens because they were wrong and i knew the answer yeah. um so i would start drawing things and um um then the drawings got a little more um and, you know, in, involved and developed and I would start drawing, you know, maybe one or two drawings um, would take me maybe five or 10 minutes. And I, you know, some nights I would sit there and I would draw maybe 20 drawings in, in a night and they would be five to seven minute quick drawings. And, and I would have no idea what they meant. And then they would go to the next one and I would have no idea what that meant, what meant one either. Um, it wasn't that I had an idea in my head and then I was copying down to paper like most people with NDEs are able to do um, this one uh, I have to do it. It's kind of like echolocation where I have to feel the vibration of the color and feel the feeling. And what does that feeling feel like? And, and sound like an observe that feeling. And then, and then you just kind of pick up the pencil and start drawing. So I have about 700 drawings um, mm-hmm. of different views and processes um, this, this enlightenment, this, um, ascension process, this, um, this coming to knowing who we are is, is on the grand scale is happening. And, and there are people that are there to, um, um, show people how to be, you know, with it. And, and, uh, it's amazing the amount of, um, information that's coming out. In, you know in 2012 and now a lot of it's coming out now a lot of the um a lot of new concepts are being uh, talked about and introduced um with you know, just astounding um different realizations and and then of course you've got uh science that's that's coming up with new things and archaeology that's finding um new ways of of things and then and then there's UFOs out there now too. They're telling us. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, but if you listen to everybody, they kind of all have the same message, and 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 it's that there's hope, and that there's, you know, we're we're all gonna be okay. You know, be good with yourself, and we'll all be okay. Well,
0: first of all, I want to say I wish I lived near you because I like to watch Ancient Aliens. So I can come over to your house and get a different version of what they're saying.
1: I will be happy to translate any of this stuff for you. It's it's really not it's it's they it's very interesting how they enrapture and and, and capture people's attention with it. And never give you the answers, but they're just right there.
0: Do you feel like you got some kind of massive download and that's why you have all this information?
1: Yes. Yes, and I have um, yes. I it, it's interesting if I can pick a topic and and um, any topic really. Um, if I don't know about it, I can think about it for a while, or the the synchronicity will bring the answers to me. One of the two, you know. Um, but I there used to be a TV show called Chuck, and um, Chuck was uh, worked for the CIA, and um, he. Um, uh, he got his friend Bryce had had stuck some some thing in the computer and Chuck got all these downloads from the CIA of everything that was ever happened ever on the face of the planet and all the connections and, and it feels like Chuck it feels like a movie slides one right after another uh, very quickly um, and uh, it's it's a lot of feeling. Um, feeling your way into acting instead of what acting your way into feeling. You know what what feeling are you trying to get an answer for? What does this feel like? Um, and follow your gut and your intuition to to the right answer. And you know the truth is within you. It's always within you. Um, and and so when you know the truth and you speak the truth and you're comfortable with the truth and can move forward from there, you never have to go back and and start from that questioning point again. You can just move forward. And then from there, you've got so many branches and um, uh, the information's like that. Um, The the more information I, I I ask for though, the more specific it gets um, like a, like watching all those children come over the border and 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 you know, just the just just trying to grasp how they get here and why they come here and that how many of them have come and, you know, I mean, that's just I mean, this is just I I can't even fathom being a parent of one of those child, children or even being the children and and why, 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 you know, and I'm, you know, and, and the message I get back is they are illuminating the darkness. They are shining the darkness and it. it's so dark, it takes this many of them to get our attention. And And so I'm thinking, okay, well, that makes sense, right? And then the next thing you know is you've got, uh, pictures of the, everybody's going down to the border and they're, they're talking about these kids looking like baked potatoes, shining like baked potatoes. And you know what? I'll be damned if they're not right. There's a whole group of kids that are just shining. They're shining in this really dark covered room, but they're so shiny. Now they're covered by mylar blankets, but they're shiny. It's the same thing that makes sense. So I got this validation that, you know, you know, this this is really dark stuff, but these children are are coming in and they're shining the light on this. And we're seeing it in the form of them looking like baked potatoes, but it's still there. Mm. So, you know, it's 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 taking, you know, what you hear yourself, you know, on the inside and then finding the examples on the outside um, that that match with that and and Can show and demonstrate to other people what you mean. Um,
0: Do you feel like you got any negative after effects from this experience?
1: Only my own self confidence. Um, It 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 really. um, You know, I know that there are people that have bad experiences, but all those 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 should always be the best worst experience of your life, you know, we have them here, best worst experience, you know, the worst thing that ever can happen to you ends up being the best for you inside. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I've doubted myself. I've put myself in a position of giving other people, um, the say-so whether what I experienced was real or not. And, um, I, I'm out here wanting to talk about this for other people because yes, it's real. Yes, it counts. Yes, you can experience this and you know, you're know you not wrong. And, and uh, boy, if I could, 15 years, it took me to say, this is real. This happened. I experienced it and I'm living it and I'm okay with the after effects.
0: What do you think inspires you about the experience?
1: Oh, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Oh, it is so much fun. Um, I love being nice to people. I I love the grocery store. And um, um, I know it's kind of silly, but everybody is equal at the grocery store. There's not one person on the face of the planet that's not hungry at some time or have to go get personal items that they don't want the cashier or your friends to see or, you know. Go buy some beer, whichever you want. And, and it's, everybody's equal at the grocery store. So especially over the pandemic and everything and, and, you know, being in Florida, it was been a lot more liberal than other places have been. And I, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but uh, sometimes I'll walk in the grocery store and I'll think about it. And I'm like, I only want to see people being kind to each other. And, um, and uh, I think about that walking in. I'm only going to see people being kind to each other. And then I walk in there and bam, I see people being kind to each other. And um, sometimes I tell them, thank you. I saw you being kind to that person. And I, I really appreciated that. I don't think you realized how much you made their day. And um, you know it's it's oh I love that mm. I I I just you know I it only takes one drop to make a big difference and you know and and um, I I notice in my neighborhood have a lot of people that um, also like to be kind to each other and um, um, look out for each other and um, not be afraid and um, it's. It's um kind of just you get what you ask for.
0: So do you fear death at this point in your life?
1: No, I don't want to hurt, but I don't think anybody wants to hurt. Um, but uh, other than that, no. Mm. I I know it's just they are it's just right here. Um, they're they're, you know it's the air, is what we are you know what we are not taking up space. The air is their space. So, you know, when 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 you ask God to 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 walk with you, you know, or to to hold you and and you're wrapped all in air, um, you know, that's all them. You know, that's 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 our loved ones. That's God. They're there it's just right there. Um, and we, we kind of pass through and we're in this filtered bubble that, you know, we're here for the experience and, and, uh, you know, the veil is thinning. So more people are starting to experience things off the corner of their eye, um, start there's feeling different things. And, and, uh, if, if you follow like the, like the, the earth movements and the human residences and stuff, and, and, and as those speeds increase, the vibration increases in the earth and then people start to feel more antsy, um, you know, kind of like animals feel an earthquake before it happens, right? So kind of like that. And uh, and that kind of bubbles through us in different ways. Um, you know, if, you, if you're if you not feeling well or you're trying to hold your composure for a long time, um, then you have to – my phone's going to die um, – <clears throat> um then you have to kind of um ground yourself again and try and figure out um what it is that's coming and how you're going to handle it and and as the veil thins and more people experience uh, more uh etheric or what was that moment or they start you know feeling like They just saw somebody, uh, you know, there's a reason for that. You know, there's the seam is on the left and, and, um, you know, people go, oh, it's black shadows. But, but really it's, it's, it's not, it's just kind of like a change in, change in perspective and the light coming through. And, and I, I, I don't know, I hope people don't assign negative values to things they don't understand until they have a better understanding of it. And I hope that they, from them within themselves, find their understanding based on validation they receive in various ways throughout their life. Mm. And some things can be validated today, and then you won't hear about them again for another 15 years. And then you're going to, every day for the next 15 days, you're going to be in bombarded with the word elephant mm. until you figure it out.
0: All right. I'm going to switch gears on you while you're plugging in your phone. And. Okay. Um, do you have a Facebook page or any way people can reach out to you?
1: I, there we go. I really, really, really would love to talk to everybody um, about this because I, we really, uh, I, you know, everybody, um, everybody has this available to them. Um, my, Art, I had put on a page called Divine Abstract, and that's on Facebook, um, and it's D-I-V-I-N-E Abstract. Um, <laughs> I only sold one drawing in my life, or my one painting, and I sold it for the name, and it was Divine Abstract, so um, I've been using that. Um, so a lot of my artwork is up there, um, and in there, and I also have messages, and, um, and Amy Pomar on Facebook.
0: All right, great. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have one last message that you'd like to share with us?
1: You know, yes. Um, And the message is yes. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want and whatever you're asking about and whatever you think, yes. The answer Mm -hmm. is yes. And um, I can't wait for people to tell me what that means for them. Mm,
0: I like that. All right, Amy. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it and I wish you the best.
1: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it too. And um, have a really great rest of your night. You too. Okay.
0: Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast.